We're going to talk about giving thanks for all things. Stand to your feet one more time. Get woke back up. We're going to read the Word of God. We'll go to Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 18. And folks, there's a whole lot that God gives to us. There's a whole lot that He sees us through. And He deserves glory 24-7, 365, no matter about circumstances, He deserves glory. So let's read. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. You can be seated now. Giving thanks always for all things. We as children of God are not exempt from facing stuff. Tammy, me, Cody's going to be facing some things. We all are facing stuff. Stuff that's not fun, stuff that's not uh, comfortable. And it brings up a real question for a lot of Christians. And that is, and I hear it a lot, why does God allow bad things happen to good people? How can we possibly give God thanks for all things just as this scripture says? Nowhere in there did it say if you feel like it. Nowhere in there did it say that God had to measure up to a certain standard of whether or not you was going to praise him. It says you give thanks for all things. That's a tough one to swallow, isn't it? We live in America, and we pick and choose what we want to give thanks for, and the stuff we don't want to get thanks for, we just kick it out of the way, don't we? That is a hard thing for us to come by. It's a hard thing for the world. They usually bring that question. But I'm going to tell you this morning that it has everything to do with sin. That's the first thing that we'll find. We are in a world that is cursed. Mankind is cursed. It is filled, the, the, the world and mankind is filled with a lot of sorrow. I mean, think about it. Why would a child be born with a birth defect? Have you guys ever asked that, Danny? Okay. What about the person that's in the prime of their life and all of a sudden they're struck dead by cancer? Does that hit close to home with some of us? It does, don't it? It hits close to home and we see these kinds of things. What about all the ravages of nature that we see? The floods, the storms, everything that's going on. How do we give an account for that? Well, Ephesians 2 and 3 says that by nature, we are children of wrath. That's what it says. In Romans 5 and 12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man, that would be Adam, sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Don't look at the other guy and measure how good he is according to God. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We need to keep that one in. That will keep us humble. 
Because God don't sit here and, and measure sin a lot of times like we do. But by our own nature, we are children of wrath. John 14 and 1 says, man who was born of, uh, Job, I'm sorry, 14 and 1 said, man who was born of woman is few days and full of trouble. He's telling you right now, brothers and sisters, as we walk around here, you realize time, it seems like it's slipping by. Now, Brother Murphy's getting on up there. But you still remember when you was in high school playing baseball, don't you? Almost sometimes like it's yesterday. Yeah. So our days are short and full of trouble. Think about that. Now, whether or not you're saved or not, your days are short and your days will be full of trouble. If you're saved, your days are short and they'll be full of trouble. That's what we, we get from this. And you see, he's basically saying you're not going to live a long time. You make it 70 years, you've kind of reached the pinnacle. You make it into your 80s and 90s, you're actually, you got some blessing going on there. If you make it to 100 or over 100, now there's something big going on there because not many people make it. When somebody makes it to 100 years old, we actually look at that and that's a big deal. And it is a big deal. But folks... I realize right now that I've done gone over halfway of the journey more than likely. The other half's going to be a lot slower. I ain't going to get as far. <laughs> but that's just physically walking around. But, but we live in a world that is, is, is it's cursed with sin. Romans 8 and 21 says, Because the creation itself also will be delivered from bondage. That means the earthquakes, the floods, uh, the volcanoes, the tornadoes, all these things happen, and, and this earth is cursed. But that's not going to last. And it doesn't matter whether or not we're saved or not. It doesn't make any difference. These things are going to come. God says that he's going to make it rain on the just and the unjust. Doesn't the Bible say that? And therefore, we need to be expecting some storms. We don't measure this, because you know what? There's people that's lost in this world today that are living fine, ain't thinking about nothing, but you want to know something? If they don't get saved, there's coming a day that their, day, their days are over. And, and long as God, I mean, I, I used to say this myself and listen to people talk, well, if I go to hell, I'll be with my buddies, and we'll be sitting down there in our own little room drinking beer and playing poker. Uh-uh. You go to hell, you're going to be dealing with a demon for eternity. You ain't going to see your buddies. And if you hear from them, they're going to be screaming a screech like ain't nothing you never heard forever. There ain't going to be no poker game. Not going to be throwing the chips around. Not going to be getting a, a cooler full of cores and having a good time. No, that's what hell's going to be. You want to be with people and have a good time, you want to get to heaven. Because this world is in a place now that, that, that it's, it, it's, it, it, there's stuff that, that goes on. And one of these days, according to the scripture there, it's going to change. We're going to rule and reign with Christ on this earth. You realize that, right? It ain't going to be no problem. I believe if we're going to be gardening, Brother Murphy, we ain't going to have to worry about bugs and weeds. All the curse of this world will be gone. Mankind will now be like Jesus. We won't have to be looking to study the Word. That Word's going to be inside of us. He's going to be, and it should be happening now. He should be living through us now. That's why we come to church. 
That's why we come to Sunday school. It's so we can learn. So that we can learn more and more and more about our Lord. You know, I want to know more about my Jesus. And that is something that we can be thankful for because He's made the way that we can. He's made the way that, that we can that we can know who He is. It's right here in the Word. Everybody got a Bible or a tablet or something's got the Bible on it? He gave us what we need. It's in the language that we can understand. There are people who will preach and teach who will help us to understand. Folks, there are churches on every corner of, of towns in America almost. Did you know that? Some of them are great big huge buildings with ten people walking in them and they can handle a thousand. At one time they did handle a thousand. It's not God's fault that people ain't going to learn who he is and to worship him. Your testimony this morning was giving him glory. Did you know that? It's giving him glory. And folks, by the way, where two or three are getting together together, there I am in the midst of them. So if you didn't feel the Spirit of God this morning, you need to get to the place that you can find where he is because he is here. I know that there are at least two or three people in this building this morning who loves the Lord and is submitted to him and will follow him. And I want to tell you something. He's right there in the middle. And whenever he's there, wherever the place that he is, evil don't get to have a say. Amen. We don't need to be walking around here having pity parties. We're getting ready to have Thanksgiving and we can give thanks to God. And you know what? We're going to have people sitting around our tables or we're going to be with people. And we need to share these kinds of things. People need to know just what God has done. Might have lost family members. Don't shun away and say, well, I'm just not going to talk about Jesus because they don't believe in him. I'm going to talk about him because I love him. I'm not going to beat them up with Jesus. I'm not going to sit there and judge them and say this, that, and that. No, if you learn and, and you meet who Jesus is, you come on board with him, he'll spend the rest of your life teaching you. Are you going to always get it right? No. But I promise you this, he'll be right there working on us. And all these things are going to pass away. Sin is the number one reason that we see what we see, what we deal, what we deal with. It's sin. But it ain't all just that. I asked you to give testimonies this morning, and these were all wonderful testimonies. I want you to think of some other ways to testify. If you're having difficulty, it may be that you're under the chastising hand of Almighty God. Doesn't mean, I mean, you can look at me and say, well, that guy, he's a preacher. He must not be right with God. Look at him. He's run for life. He ain't going to be the same. I don't know that. I don't know what the doctors say. They say I ain't going to be the same, but, you know, he ain't said the final say yet. I told you I was never going to jump off here again. I don't know that. As I'm standing here now, I'm not there yet. But you know what? God can do all things, can't he? And I believe he has done all things. I believe that if we will hold on to him, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you're receiving chastisement. Do you know what chastisement means? It's a whooping. It's a whooping. Anybody ever get a whooping in your life? Oh, she raised her hands fast. <laughs> I've had a whooping or two from my dad. I've had a whooping or two from my mom. I even got a whooping or two in school, and I deserved every one of them. There's a bunch of them I got away with that I didn't get. And since I've been a Christian, 
I've had several whoopings. And they do hurt. You know why they hurt so bad? Because the flesh don't want to let go and submit to God. That's why they hurt so bad. They do. They hurt. But listen to this. Hebrews 5 and 12. I mean 12 and 5. I'm a little dyslexic this morning. And you have, and you have begotten the ex- exhortation which speaks to you as sons. My son, do not despise the chastising of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. You hear that? You signed on with Jesus, expect a whooping at some point along the line. Are you ready for that this morning? Let me see. Are you ready? Because it's going to come. Might as well get ready for it. And Lord's like my dad. You don't get it right the next time. You get another whooping later on down the line until you do get it right. So if you don't like the Lord's whoopings, uh, pay attention. If you endure chastising, chastening, God deals with us as with sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. You see what? These people in this world today, uh, they're speaking against God. They're talking about they don't want to have anything to do with Him. And it seems like they got everything under the sun. Three or four Ferraris sitting around. Houses are two or three or four around the world. Got all kinds of money. Get to go do whatever they want to do. Seems like they never have a hard day in their life. That's a bad place to be. Because if you belong to him, there's going to be a whooping coming. Everybody say, I'm going to get a whooping. Because it's going to come at some point. You're going to get a whooping. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed, for a few days, chastened as, at us as seemed best to them. You know, my dad did the best he could. I can look back and say, hey, you know, he, he shouldn't have been the way he was sometimes. And you know what? Where's Ryan? Where'd you go, Ryan? You still here? There he is. There's been a few times I probably did something I shouldn't have did, ain't it, son? Been a few times I've apologized to you. Done the best I could, but you know want to know something? Sometimes they do the best they can, but listen to this. Listen to this. For they indeed... Uh, for they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best for them, but he for our profit. You see that? When we get a whooping from the Lord, it's for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. You want to be a partaker of his holiness? You got to go to the woodshed. Lord, I need to go to the woodshed. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. A whooping is a training. Is that me doing all this? A whooping is a training. So you know what? If you're suffering, it may be because God is chastening you. Now that doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It actually means that he does love you. He does love you. He loves you too much to let you and me get away with sin. That's how much he loves us, so a whooping will come our way. And if God takes us to the woodshed, folks, it just proves he loves us. Amen? It proves that he loves us, and that's where we learn something. You know, there's been some times in my life that things seem to be going good. I didn't learn nearly as much as I did when the things weren't going so good. 
I've learned so much in the last seven months from the Lord than probably I have since I've been saved because of this. Maybe it was a whooping. I don't know. But I'm going to give him glory for it. You see, that's the thing. Can you give him glory for it? He deserves the glory. He deserves the praise. And, and it takes us to the place that we depend on him. I don't know about you, but I depend on him every day. That's why I can sing a song and give him glory on Sunday mornings. And, and I'm thankful that I can do that because I know that he's real. I know what he does, and so do you. In 2 Corinthians 12 and 8, it says, Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And this is Paul when he had the thorn in the flesh. Y'all remember that one? And he asked God, he said, uh, you need to take this away from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Christ may rest upon me. The power of Christ may rest upon you. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's the word of God. Let me put it to you in another way. When you don't feel like giving God thanks, you may have a reason that you think in this world not to give him thanks this Thanksgiving day. Let me tell you something. He deserves it. Let me read this in another way. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. That, folks, is sickness. That's sickness. Are you giving thanks for the sickness that you may be going through? In reproaches, that's peace people criticizing and fussing us. Folks, we live in a day and age where criticism is about all that anybody can have come out of their mouth. If some people couldn't criticize, they'd never talk. They couldn't open their mouth because that's all that can come out of it. You know what I'm talking about? I did it just last night. Criticized. Had to ask the Lord to forgive me. Sweetie was snoozing. Ryan them has been getting wood in for us. I can kind of stand over the stove, but, you know, we got this step about like this comes up out of the garage where we store it at. And I went out there, and Ryan must have had to found about 50 pieces of wood that is huge. I mean, he wants to load the dude up and leave it alone for the day. And it was all I could do to stretch my fingers around because I got to have my stick, you know. And I didn't want to hold it up in my arm because I didn't want all that stuff falling in the floor. And, you know, then I got a sweep. And so I pick that dude up and I'm carrying him. And the whole time I'm carrying him, I get over to that door to step up. And I'm like, all right, how am I going to do this? Because I got to hook my elbow on the door and I got to push. And I don't want to drop this. Don't want to put a hole in the floor. Don't want to wake Sweetie up. And finally I get up. But as I'm pushing up, I got a catch in my back. It just about put me down. My good leg didn't even want to hold up. But I couldn't put that wood down, so I hobbled on in there to the stove. And the whole time, that muscle in my back is getting tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And every, as it's getting tighter, I'm saying, Clyde, Ryan, why wasn't y'all thinking that it's going to be a crippled guy putting wood in the stove? Why are you bringing something in y'all could barely load on the truck? Well, I got it in. It kept us warm all night, but I didn't sleep any last night because of that muscle in my back. I believe God said, son, they loved you. They took out and they looked out so you could have some heat, so you could have some wood. Now quit you fussing. 
And I had to take it back. And see, Ryan didn't even know that till just now, but now you do, son. I'm sorry, I'll give you a bad way to go last night. You didn't even know it. Sometimes we like to fuss, don't we? Our world likes to fuss. But we give him praise no matter what. It says in needs, and that's when we do without things. Anybody do without anything? My goodness, don't we do without stuff. Y'all must get everything you want. Well, he provides everything we need, but sometimes we have some things that we do without. It says in needs. Sometimes he says not yet. Sometimes he says you'll be okay. Hang in there. Are we ready to give him praise in that? That's what he's talking about here. It says here that in persecutions, that's when you're being harmed and thrown into prison and beaten. We talked about persecution last week, right? It's going to come. We're going to face persecution, and we need to be giving him praise for it. In distresses, and that is when we, there's absolutely no way out. Sometimes we got to get to the place. We run around and do everything that we possibly can. We go through every idea that we can come up with, trying to get through something we're facing, trying to find a way around it, trying to ask everybody what their opinion is, and never until we get to the end of our line do we submit to the Lord and He says, this is the way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody been there? We try to figure it out on our own, and God says, well, you know what? When you get tired of running around, acting like an idiot, when you submit to me, I've been showing you all along, but you couldn't see it. And that's what he's talking about. Can we give him praise in that? And I say that we do. Paul said, I take pleasure in this. You see, folks, our weakness, your weakness is an asset if it brings us closer to Jesus. Your weakness, my weakness is an asset when it helps me to depend on him I need to be thanking God for it. Amen. Broke my legs. I've been through a lot. I thank God for it. He deserves the thanks. <laughs> we didn't know if you was going to come out of the hospital the other summer. We give God the thanks. You had to go through that. We got to give God the glory because he was able to show who he was, what he could do, and it lifted us up who were back here praying for you. That we know we can call on God for anything that we need. When somebody is sick, when somebody is hurting, we know that we can pray. He may not do it the way I want to do it, but I do know I can talk to him about it. And if he says, you know, it's going to be something different, at some point I've got to get myself to the place to be okay with his will. Because he ain't changing. The Bible says he changes not. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. He deserves to be thanked. Sometimes we go through things because uh, we're learning. If we're having a difficult time and bad things seem to happen to good people, we learn more when we're in times of learning. Psalm 119.67, and I'm going to also read 71. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. If we don't go through afflictions, if we don't go through stuff, we will go astray. Amen? We have to be able to call on God. And then in verse 71 it says, It's good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. When you get hurt bad enough, whenever you're going through something bad enough, 
You get tired of watching Gunsmoke and pick the Bible up. You'll seek God. You'll want to know what's going on because we do ask those questions. See, if affliction helps me or causes me to learn, then I've got to thank God for it. Anybody dealing with affliction in the church this morning? Let me see your hand so we can pray you and tell what it's about. Make sure you give him thanks. Make sure you give him glory. Because you know what? He's teaching us something. What are God's priorities for you? What's God's priorities for me? Is it health? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh, he can take care of me. Is it well? Folks, I know some people that's pretty well off today. Got a lot going on for them. And they love the Lord Jesus more than anybody I know. And I know some people that are wondering what tomorrow's going to hold for them. They don't have anything. And they love the Lord Jesus more than anybody I know. It ain't necessarily that he wants me to be rich, have the wealth. It's service. Is it his will for me service? What, what is it that he wants from me? Is that a priority of his is that I serve him? Not necessarily. I think we should be serving him. He deserves to be served, don't he? Amen. He deserves to be served, but that's not necessarily what he has. What about my usefulness? Folks, I am not useful right now. By the way, maintenance guys, we got some work that needs done because I sure have been getting a lot of talk about maintenance and I can't do it. So it's not necessarily about usefulness, but I'll tell you what he is. His main priority in my life and in your life is that we become like Jesus. That's what the Bible's there for. That's what he has for us is that we will become like Jesus. Brother Murphy told me this a bunch of times over the last um, seven months. Romans 8, 28, for we know that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things. It doesn't matter where we're at, what we're going through. These things are for him. Affliction causes me to be like Jesus. It causes you to be like Jesus. And if we learn from these things, we are made mature through these things. Did you know that? And we must thank God for it. We must give him the glory. Sometimes when we go through bad things, it could be that God is just simply teaching us patience. In this day and age, that is a rare commodity. Ken, I don't mean to press your butt, but why are you pressing? It needs to be taken care of now. You need to do this now. I mean, we all do that, don't we? We go to McDonald's and they say, pull down, we're going to bring your order out in a minute. <sighs> Boy, we just get so mad. This is a fast food restaurant. I thought it was supposed to be fast. They never can get your order right now. I'm having to pull down here and wait. Am I talking truth this morning? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Let's all be honest. Y'all don't work for us. He'll work on us. Should have went to Burger King. <laughs> Yeah, you can have it your way, yeah. <laughs> Psalms 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. 
Job says, or James says in 1 and 4, said, but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Not what you want, what you need. You'll be lacking nothing. You see, you need to learn patience, people. I'm going to stand up here this morning and tell you you need to learn patience. By the way, I need to learn it too. I need to learn patience. Each one of us needs to learn this patience. Patience is a Christian virtue. And let me tell you, you don't learn it by reading a book. You don't learn it by listening to some guy preach, not by me preaching. No, you will only learn it with the Lord. And sometimes when we are in a difficulty and we say, well, why, am I, why isn't God doing something? Have you ever done that? God, why aren't you doing something? Have you ever come to this altar and said, God, why aren't you doing something? Has it ever dawned on you he is doing something? He's teaching patience. Well, I don't know about that preacher. I mean, <laughs> he is teaching us patience. You'll never learn anything worthwhile without patience. And can I tell you something else? There's no such thing as instant maturity. When you get saved and as you grow, it is a lifelong journey. It's no instance you don't add water, stick in the microwave for three and a half minutes. Come out with a beautiful cake or whatever it is that they do. Sometimes when we go through stuff, it's for ministry. Did you know that? You see, our Lord, I go through things and you go through things. You might be learning patience. You might be learning whatever the lesson is that God's got for you. But another reason that you're in that, the reason that I asked you to do testimonies this morning, because somebody in here is able, will be able to help somebody else when they come in a situation. Danny and Allison, what you all have gone through with Alyssa and what you're going to go through with Aiden, Give God the glory. The whole family, the whole church, by the way. Don't we take, can we take care of our own? Well, we're going to hurt with them. We're going to be praying for them on the 10th. It's the 10th, right? We're going to be praying for them on the 10th. We're going to go in for a surgery. But I can promise you this, and I don't know when it's going to happen. If time lasts, there may be a day sitting in this church, and God may move you somewhere else to do it. I don't know. You've got to follow him. You've got to do what he tells you to do. But it may be that you're going to minister to somebody that's going to face something similar. That's why a lot of times we go through these things. He gives us comfort in tribulation. He gives us comfort in all the things that we face. If we will let this word come into our lives and let this word have, have a place in our lives, he will take us to a place of comfort and then we can now be a comfort to someone else. That's why we go through the stuff we are. That's so that we can minister but he should always, always, always get the glory. You see, God is sovereign. He don't mess up. He said in Isaiah that, that his ways are not our ways. We can't possibly fathom who he is. We can't possibly fathom all the aspects of God because his ways are not our ways. And so we should be able to give him glory. We should be able to give him thanks in everything. You see, real faith is being able to receive what God gives us and give Him glory.
what it's all about. But when you come to Thanksgiving this this week, don't let the devil come in and tell you and tell you all. glory because he where does he habitate at in the praises of his people you don't give him praise somebody else is going to habitate and he's called the devil and he will drag you through the mud he will drag you down he will spit you out he will kick on you and beat on you when you get up again he's going to go and knock you down again that's what he does but I promise you this morning if you will give him praise if you will give him glory, he will always be there for you. And his presence will be there. And we got this here to learn from this morning. Why am I going through what I'm going through? Because God is perfect. <laughs> He's perfect. Brother Rumpf, he don't mess up. I have no idea what I'm going through, what I'm going through. It slowed me down, I know that. I ain't never run off and left her in the last seven months. I used to run off and leave her all the time. She'd say, you walk so fast. I, that's ain't, probably never going to happen again. She runs off and leaves me now, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Oops, that's really got an air pocket on it. Thank you. Thanksgiving. Can you give him praise where you're at? He will draw near to you. Oh, what a picture that is when we're going through things and people see us giving God glory. Brother Randy, your feet ain't working like they used to did. Let me tell you something, my friend. I'm going to tell you the truth. You're actually getting old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see that. And some things happen. But you give him glory. Can you give him glory where you're at? Sister Susie, can you give him glory where you're at? Huh? Brother Roger, can you give him glory where you're at? Judy? Danny, Allen, can y'all give him glory where you're at? Amen. Yes. You got to give him glory. He deserves glory. Yes. Dave, can you give him glory? You did this morning. Give him glory where you're at right now. Can you give him that praise where you're at right now? Can you give him all that he deserves? <laughs> it don't always feel good, but I'm going to tell you now, God is on the throne. He is perfect, and he deserves all the glory. We've Not just Thursday. Every single day and more than anything, when you're going through the affliction, give him praise. It'll keep your mind in the right place. Stand to your feet if you can this morning, if you want to. I've been standing to my feet a lot this morning. Thank God for it. And I know when I get home this evening, my, in a few minutes, my leg's going to be about twice the size, about like this little flower pot here. And I'm going to give him praise for it because you know what? I still got my the original equipment. And I'm still able to walk around a little bit. I'm still able to preach. I thank God that I'm able to preach. Brother Eddie, I thank God that I'm able to help people to be able to try to grow in him. I thank God that he gave me a message this morning to preach to you that no matter where you're at, Sister Iris, can you give him glory where, is it, where you're at? 
uh, take this home to Sherman because this morning Sherman, he needs what you just, just received. He needs to know that he can give God glory. Sometimes it's hard to do that. I know, folks, I know, I know that I know that I know you can go down a quick hill real fast in your mind and in your heart, but if you would just stay plugged into the Lord, if you'll stay plugged into the people of the church and you'll stay plugged into the Word and you'll stay plugged into your time of prayer and you'll stay plugged into giving Him the glory and giving Him praise no matter what. I might take three steps backwards, uh, but He's going to give me one to go forward. And I might take another one backwards, He might give me two to go forward because it's all about His glory. Uh, we prayed this morning for Sister Arlene and I prayed, Lord, touch her this morning. Touch her that this headache will be gone from her, this whatever's going on. And we ask this, Lord, not only that she get relieved, but we ask this, Lord, so that you will receive the praise. Everything we do is about Jesus getting glory. Everything we do is about lifting God up. And this world needs to hear a little bit more of that. Uh, in a few weeks, we're going to be talking about being salt and light. And it's about time uh, that we get salty again. It's about time that we let the light be shining into people. And this is how we do it. We give our God glory. Our back might be killing us. Uh, we might be on a walker, but we give Him the glory no matter what. Amen. Business might not be going good. Give Him praise. <laughs> Brother Eddie, them old ribs ain't feeling good, but you raise them hands as best you can. You could even do these kind of praises, holding them down like that, just palms up. As long as it's coming from right here in the heart, you give Him glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You got a song in your heart? I want to give you the opportunity this morning of something that I preached. Might not be sitting too well with you. Maybe you're saying, you know what, preacher, I'm having a hard time uh, getting to where you're taking us to. I see it. I, I kind of understand it, but I'm having a hard time getting there. I'm having a hard time getting there to give him praise. I want to open this altar up to you so that we can pray with you and you can come and do that. It might take you getting out of your seat and walking up this aisle, but come on up so that you can get to the place that you can give him the glory. Uh, freedom might be lying right here at this altar. Freedom from those things that have been holding you back may be right here. And he's saying, come and receive what I have. Oh, we go through a lot of things. I'm going to do something now that I might, she might shoot me for. But y'all do remember Sister Waylene in prayer, don't you? Brother Robbie went home to be with the Lord a little over a year ago. Do you not know this might be a hard time for her? She might have a hard time giving praise. I'm not saying you don't. But I can tell you this, she needs some prayer. Amen. And I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to miss out on anything. But the Lord just put that on my heart this morning. We're praying for you. And we love you. And God will see you through. We give Him praise in all things. And if you can't want to, don't have anything you want to pray about, sing with us as we sing a song. And the church, if you see somebody that's up here and the, and the Holy Spirit says, go up and pray with them. Uh, it's not about what you know. It's about following the Lord. You might just need to come and they need to know there's a hand on their back at somebody is trying to be there with you and help you out. <laughs>